when is the right time for your side hustle to become your full-time job? Is there a right time to do this? Is there a figure or a moment where you need to say, right, I am finished with full-time work and this has got my full attention. I've got a guest on the show called Kim Dat, and she's got all of this going on in her life at the moment. Welcome to Divided by Brand, the podcast aimed at entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn from industry experts and you want to listen to advice about how to feel more confident with your brand, then this is the show for you. Join me as I interview inspirational individuals at different stages in their business journey. My name is Dan O'Cock, I'm your host, and I'm a brand identity specialist with over 20 years experience. Interested to know if your own brand has all of the key ingredients to attract higher value clients, I've created a scorecard that will help you do just that. It'll uncover if you're able to attract the right value clients and if your brand matches your ambition. The scorecard can be found by clicking the links button in the player. Yeah, the player that you're listening on, just click the links button and you'll get redirected straight to my scorecard. It's very quick, it's incredibly simple to use, but most of all, it should deliver you some value straight to your inbox with your own customized report, which will have marked you across six core areas of branding. And I know you'll agree, that is quite long enough for a podcast intro. Should we just start the show now? Welcome to the show, Kim. We are very lucky to have Kim on the show, and I'm sure as we get through this episode, more will become clear why. Um, it's it's always great when I come back to my notes that I make um, when I go on the little intro calls that I do with guests because you know I've I've had a few sleeps since since I initially chatted with Kim and I look back through notes and I go, oh yeah I remember that oh yeah this is going to be a good point so I'll shut up and I'll just say are you there Kim and welcome to the show I am I am hello thank you for having me it's great and tell everybody where you're based I guess that's a good question to start with. Yes, of course. I am. I'm over in sunny Hull, in East Yorkshire. And it's and it is sunny today, isn't it? Because I'm. It actually is. I'm looking at blue skies out the window. It's lovely. I can't believe it's October. I know. We're lucky. Bizarre. We are lucky. Well, for today we are. And um, <laughs> and what's great, Kim, is that you're a UK-based guest. I've had a lot more guests on the show um, that have been over in the USA. Um, and I don't know why, but <laughs> it's nice to have a, an English bod on the on the show. And the first thing that I always do is a bit of an icebreaker um, to set the, the, the tone of things is I like to hear three wins from my guests. So three things that have gone gone well for you in the last few weeks. What have you been up to? Tell us what's gone right for you. Oh, I like that, actually. Um Actually, I just started a book club. It's something that I've wanted to do for ages with um, with like my community, with friends, but with also people that I work with. Um, so I'm, a, I'm an avid reader and I finally did it. I was, you, you know, like when you do anything, you think, oh my God, no one's going to come. No one's going to be interested. Okay. And we had a great time. So book club is launched. Nice. Um, another win. Oh, I think actually settling even more, and I can't believe I'm saying this again, um, but every season in business, I feel I settle even more into myself and where I'm going with the business. So the last couple of weeks feels like I found my stride again, but in a different way. Um, if that makes sense. It does, it does. I think, yeah, I like that. We'll come on to that one. But yeah, go on then. What's your third um, one? 
third win third win is in life i'm not gonna lie we've um we've moved into a house back in april and we've been slowly decorating i painted the bathroom this week victory <laughs> <laughs> just, just one of those wins <laughs> what what color Oh, Denim Drift in Dulux. <laughs> Whoa. I love the names they come up with for their, know, um, their paint colours. I'm imagining I'm imagining a deep denim colour. Yeah. Do you know what? It's lovely. Like, I can't believe I'm into paint colours now. Like, who am I? But it's really <laughs> nice. Every time I go in the bathroom, I just want to, like, hang out in there for longer because it's just... And let's face it, you were lovely. glad when I asked what colour it was because you'd be wanting to tell someone that name of that colour, haven't you? I've been telling everyone, <laughs> like, literally everyone. <laughs> People don't ask, I just tell them. What, a, what an awesome set of wins. I really, really <laughs> like those. And the book club one... I'm I'm not a great reader, but I, I'm jealous of people that well have time to read. I have a small family, and it, it it's yeah. it's cramming <laughs> stuff in. But um, in my mind, book clubs, um, I've got this vision of next to a lovely roaring fire with um, you know maybe an alcoholic drink, but just a, just sat chilling out in a really yeah. cozy, <laughs> like thin room type setting and just being at one with a book basically that's what i envisage when you said that 100 <laughs> percent. that's the vibe that is the chillest vibe we're going for i like it um so they were great wins and and you know well done to you and when you were talking there about hitting your stride um i think we'll come on to that in after a little while because uh, i want to set the scene a little bit for listeners as to i guess where you are in work and business um, and, and life, really, because yeah. you know we it, we do uncover stories and journeys that, that business owners have been on, and then I kind of intertwine it with with brand and some of the challenges you know that, that people have faced. Now, looking down my notes, and I like to kind of like skim through them because I don't like to be too scripted. But if we started. <laughs> reasonably far back with your story you you spent a lot of time out in australia um but you did come back to the uk was there a reason behind the australia and the uk thing tell us a little bit about that to begin with yeah i mean honestly i graduated got a job in london and i think all of us you know looking back at that time in our lives you know if you if you go to uni or not doesn't matter you know when you're about 20 you don't really know what you're doing or where you're going or what your plans are you just kind of roll with it or do or kind of to a certain degree with me kind of did what i was told um which was go you know the, the done thing is go and get a job in london um so i did worked in a in a small consultancy there and actually after about two years I met a couple of Aussies and I was like oh I should go I've always wanted to go did they sell Um, you the Aussie dream kind of they were great (laughs) they were great crack like honestly they were so um they were just so fun and and I was 22 23 at the time so I was like do you know what why not? If I can't do it now, when can I do it? Um, so I did. I just um, I quit my job and off I went. Okay. Um, much to my parents' dismay. <laughs> <laughs> and planned only to go for two years. Ended up loving it. Stayed and got into recruitment over there. So um, sorry to put it. So this, yeah, this so is that at the point where your eight-year journey or eight-year career within HR started then over in Australia? Yeah. No, well, my, actually, my, my career in HR started in the UK. Right. Um, it always been... I've always, I've always loved people or, or you know, not realising that I've always been really attracted to working with people, talking to people. I mean, you know, we've spoken already, but I can talk for England. Um, and also tuning into like reading a room as well i like to think i've got strengths in that space sometimes yeah, um sometimes they fail me <laughs> like most people but that's all right um so my career in hr actually started in in london and and it's funny i look back now and i worked on projects with startups at the time and those startups were um, maybe a company you've heard of, Airbnb. Well, now you mention it, I think I may have heard (laughs) of them. (laughs) Yeah, so bizarre to think, like, 
I was working with those businesses when they were trying to expand overseas into um, the Europe and you know EMEA and APAC regions. And then there was little old me in my graduate job um, advising them on benefits that would be good for their employees and helping them with contracts. Um, I had, I mean, obviously it wasn't just me. I had a, had a much bigger team, but um, and seniors. But really cool to have that exposure. Um, Absolutely. But actually, yeah, just kind of was ready for it. Wanted to travel, wanted a bit of adventure. Um, and Australia was great. I had the best time. But then, you, actually, but then you came back. Great. You came back to yeah. the UK. Come, <laughs> pray tell, and, was that business or was that family? It was family, yeah. It's, it's very far away. Um, and I am, you know, I'm really close to my family. Um, and it just gets to a point where you go, do you know what? It, it would be nice if they weren't an a de- like a day away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally a day away. Um, and I think it was just a season of life. Like I'd got, to, I'd been there five years, so I was about twenty-eight, I think, um, when I decided to move back. And and it was a yeah. There was a couple of people um, in my friendship group who you know were settling down, and I was like, I'm never settling down. None of that. <laughs> Um, but I'm really pleased I came back when I did because luckily it was just it was about three months before the pandemic hit so I didn't plan it because of the pandemic but thankfully I managed to get back before it all happened lucky you but you could have been stuck in worse places than Australia I guess this is true this is true (laughs) (laughs) Um, so where I want to go now was to the point where um, some of my notes say that because people will be like, well, Dan, you usually get a business owner, but what is she doing? Like, this is just someone who works in HR. But my notes, and when when people go and check out your website, which we will put a link in, into the show notes, they're going to find out that you, whilst you are still working at the moment, you're very much setting something up, aren't you? And not only yeah. that, but your your credentials say three businesses in five years. Mm. Now I don't know which I don't know where to start with the three businesses in five years or um your I guess we'd call it a side hustle at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean we can start with the, the three businesses in five years. I mean I started so started in recruitment over in Australia. Um, so HR kind of took up a backseat and recruitment and talent. I, I went for it, trained, trained myself up, and then started started recruiting, um, and then actually started setting up businesses and doing it on the side of my recruitment job. Of course you so, did. Of course you did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so did that. Did it? Did it well? Um, and even I think I shocked myself. I was like, hang on a minute, I've managed to make a salary off the stuff I'm doing on the side how what what have I done here like how did that just happen um and then I did the same when I got back to the UK that year that first year pandemic hit and there's me sat in Hull starting a recruitment business um with the help of some some other people and like local contacts and stuff but did it got it done it's not for the faint-hearted and it actually got to a point where um when you're working in a very heavy sales environment it's, it just doesn't do wonders for your mental health it certainly didn't for me mm. um i'm the type of person that puts a lot of pressure on myself as well so it wasn't it wasn't great um and actually ended up veering towards more coaching um career coaching development but actually wanting to help women or anybody who is you know marginalized um Get, get ahead or get a step up and build their confidence yeah. to be able to speak up, ask for what they want and start the business, progress their career or any of those things. So that's that's the side hustle. Um, Interesting, that word that you just said there, confidence building. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it comes up a lot when you talk with not only new businesses, but businesses that have been around a little while, um, you know, two to three years. that confidence um it wanes but it can also have um moments where you know self-doubt and the whole am i doing the right thing um it's how do well how do you how did you approach it because it must have happened to you at that point where 
you think to yourself, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think the reason that I've almost ended up in this space is because I was the biggest doubter of myself ever. Mm. Um, and I, it still, it still comes up, it still crops up, like, like it does with everybody. You know, you always have that, that crisis of confidence. And sometimes I think it's really great because you question what you're doing and you go, is this right? Yes, yes, it is. It definitely is. Like, it feels right. And sometimes, actually, you just need to call yourself on it. And I noticed um, that if it wasn't for me having a coach, actually, who pushed me and, and, and almost held up the mirror and went, you know, you're really good. <laughs> you know, you can do this. I wouldn't be in the position where I'm like, hang on a minute people need this because sometimes you just need someone to believe in you and not not blindly but genuinely break it down and go you know you've got you know you've done really great work and you know you've got 10 years experience in I don't know marketing yeah um you know you can back yourself and I think that's something that generally in society we don't see enough of um, we're starting to there's a bit of a movement um, around it you know just really backing yourself and and having faith in yourself but it's not it's not something we were taught from being kids you're not taught to shout about it um, and on that I just want to say I don't like the other way it goes where you just get medals for participation so mm, yeah <laughs> if, that, if I'm allowed to say that I have to say it there's a, there's a happy medium <laughs> yeah there is and I, I guess it depends on um, the role, the business, the industry, yeah. whatever you're in. It does still exist out there. Um, you've said sales earlier. I think that's probably one of the the worst, the best worst yeah. examples yeah. Um, of, of merit that's not healthy. Is that a good exactly. way to describe it? Yeah, I think so. I think you nailed it there because it's um, it becomes a very toxic environment mm. where you're not necessarily supporting each other. You're just trying to be the best, regardless of you know who you um, you know who you step on or what relationships you ruin. Yeah. And and I'm not about that. I think there's I think we all know there's space for everyone. Um, there's a there's a lot of people on this planet, mm. and they will resonate with each of us in different ways um so there's there's plenty of room which is why even when i went into the process of you know becoming a coach um and doing it as a side hustle i had that whole conversation in my head around but there's so many coaches out there and it took me a while to go wait a minute but there's so many coaches out there but i don't resonate with all of them and not every client will resonate with every other coach um it has to it's, it's certain things, isn't it? Certain, yeah, there's lots of coaches things. out there, but they're not they're not you, and that's really exactly. kind of leads nicely into brand um, because that really is what brand, from yeah. your perspective, is. It's as a coach, you and um, yeah. well, tell us. I mean, I had a question. It's not quite right, but it was like if you meet someone now. So if you were meeting somebody or networking, what do you tell people that you do? How do you kind of broach that subject? I, 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 I'm really, do you know what? Sorry, I'll, I'll gather my words. About a year ago, I was really em embarrassed or wanted to keep it a secret about my coaching. Yeah. It was like something that I didn't really want to tell people. Not because I didn't, well, I think it was, I think it was all about confidence actually. Um, so I never really mentioned it. I just said, you know, oh, I'm a recruiter and this is what I do and, and mm -hmm. that's it. Um, and actually it's funny, it was my partner who was like, and she does this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's only really in the last probably the last year or so and I've been doing this for two years I've started to lean into so I part-time work in recruitment for a for an, for an agency um for a change agency and part-time I am a, a coach in, in you know confidence um and supporting women get to where they want to be so and how does it, that feel that change it, it feels like sometimes it still feels a bit like imposter syndrome <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it feels like i'm talking about somebody and it's not me mm -hmm. um but most of the time it's like that 
that's me that's dead cool that <laughs> yeah and I, and I can relate um i yeah. niched quite specifically into brand um, mm-hmm. and brand identity two years ago and there was a huge shift in my own confidence yeah uh, when i was able to just say to when people said well what do you do Mm-hmm. And I could just very clearly define the fact that I design brand identities, you know, for entrepreneurs and business owners. There's still people that go, you what? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just go, well, you know, the logo, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at least I can, whereas before, from my yeah. perspective, it was, I, I would, I'd be coy of it and I would say, um, oh, I'm a designer. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you design? Um, like brochures and websites and stuff like that's it that's how I would yeah. in, and it's like what what lasting impression does that leave exactly you know there's something that I saw um, just some quote or something or other you know you know what it's like and it was like how would how would your best friend describe you that's how you should be describing yourself or introducing yourself yeah um and I think that's a great tip for anybody, um, but especially if you're a new entrepreneur or, or new business owner, how would your best friend describe what you're doing? They'd be buzzing. They'd be shouting from the rooftops mm. about your business and you and, and what you can offer. So do it for yourself. Absolutely. And the, other, the frame of mind that I get into when I am going on to... Uh, a network call, a network meeting, or a new business call, whether I'm whether I win that work or not, I want that person to leave with the best impression of me because yeah. number one, you never know who they exactly. know. And yeah. that is one thing that I you know, just be nice to people, for goodness yeah. sake. It's not hard, is it? No. <laughs> and I've met so many people over the years, and I've and I've had f- f- times where I've fallen out. But mm. don't burn your is it don't burn your bridges is the same. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, that is the one. Yeah, because there, there are times where I've gone back to people, and we, yeah, you know, water does flow under bridges, and you get over stuff. Um, and sometimes it is just business it's not personal yeah. um so i i relate to to exactly what you're saying and so that moment when you're able to define what you do is a it's a real it's a key kind of turning point more than anything because you do start to believe don't you absolutely yeah you do and i think we as people love to have a um you know, have a phrase or have something that defines us or a title. Um, And I think it's important that we have that, but that's fluid in the same way that you yourself said, you know, now you you know how you describe yourself. But again, if that changes in another two years, that's a good thing. That just means you're up-leveling and you're getting better. Um, So I think as much as it's great for us to have that, and and even I, I love being able to go, I know what I do. I can walk into a room and describe what I do and people will get that. Um, but I also am growing and changing as a person constantly. Um, so what I do and who I help and support will also change at some point. And I have to, I think in the past, I was very rigid about that. Um, and it and it slowed me down, to be honest. Okay. So yeah it's getting it's getting there it's just it's going with the flow isn't it change is inevitable it is <laughs> All <the> cliches. <laughs> yeah i know one thing that um i wanted to ask you a little bit about was do you how do you split yourself between job and coach so your your, your part-time role and, and what you do um as on the side do you ever feel torn or do you have this clear divide at the minute I am, so I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a multitasker anyway, but um, in terms of, you know, ultimately I am employed part-time with a, you know, with a corporate business. So I've got my set days with them Mm. and then I've got at least one day a week. Well, it's one day a week focusing um, on my coaching business. And then I do 
do tend to do um, one or two evenings and sometimes the weekend, but I'm pretty clear about what that looks like so that I'm, this sounds, I was gonna say it sounds cheesy, but it's, but it's true. So it's not encroaching on the time that I need to decompress, but also time with, you know, the people I love. Yeah. So I, I clearly define that. I mean, at the moment, I set my goal, goals each month at the beginning of the month, and at the moment, actually, time off is the weekends. Okay. So the only work I do will be during the week. Yeah, it's um, important. It is. So important. Because you, you get your biggest, cre- or your most creative ideas almost when you're relaxing. When the mind goes calm, little parts of yeah. the brain open up that weren't being used before because we're too busy exactly. juggling daily tasks. <laughs> yeah. And it's important as well for clients that you're not constantly available. That's yeah. a good thing. I think so. Um, yeah. I've learned. <laughs> yeah. From a design perspective, I have days which um, I'd probably call it deep, deep work where it's yeah. phone not off but on silent no emails open because when you when you want to get in the creative space you well i'm a fidgeter for a start and if i've got (laughs) distractions then i'll just pick up my phone and doom scroll or whatever and so i just need that time to wander pick up something come back to the desk and then let that idea formulate um in my own time and yeah it can take days if i'm honest with you it's not a defined right i'll have this idea in an hour job done doesn't work like yeah. that it can do but it doesn't isn't always i wish it did <laughs> i know i know but i understand about letting that mind letting your mind do its thing and not forcing it um yeah. which is which i do feel is a bit of a privilege when you when you're yeah. your own boss yeah definitely because there's, th- there's that pressure there when you're sat at a desk and you think oh i've got a lot busy I'm, <laughs> I'm getting paid oh god remember those days <laughs> yeah do you know what it's great the the pandemic's been great for that because um and, and do you know what ultimately is it's finding whatever business that you want to work with whether whether you're uh, an entrepreneur your, your own business owner or you do still work for somebody else but that was one of the provisos when I decided to look at a part-time job it was it had to be somewhere that allowed me the flexibility to do the things that I want to do as yeah. well as obviously deliver for them and, and I'm, I'm very lucky that I found that but my big thing and you know if ever I'm stuck or if ever I've got an idea I want to flesh out is um, is journaling I will write and plan and write and plan again and again and again until I get the idea kind of clear because it, it's almost like having a conversation with myself I don't know if you use that at all um yeah like a little I, I don't know if it's journaling is the term just brain yeah. dump I have a little yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little list of brain dumped stuff some of it's business ideas if I'm perfectly yeah. honest um other parts there might be a bit of content that mm-hmm. I've thought of or marketing campaign like yeah just it's not like when you say journal though I, I have this little weird dear diary today I think everyone does <laughs> <laughs> everyone has that and I'm like no 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 it's actually just it is a brain dump more than anything mm-hmm. um, it like literally like- says on one of mine it's something like um, invention for three year old to flush toilet I think <laughs> our, our daughter can't press the button on top of the toilet Oh! and it's quite hard for little fingers because it takes quite a bit of pressure yeah so I love that Dragon's Den <laughs> if you're out there you can have the idea but I I want to be able to brand it anyone any listeners <laughs> run with it if you've got the, the money but come to me and we'll do a deal on the brand of it love this so yeah toilet that. flusher for a three year old Sounds great. There you go. That's a journal. Was that? Is that what you mean, though? Like that kind of. Get I just it? mean like I think there's there's this yeah there's this idea that journaling is you know, dear diary today <laughs> I feel no it's not all I think it's really around around if you put 
pen to paper, like old school pen to paper, it'll be amazing the stuff that you get out mm. because I think it's almost the most clearest form of your consciousness. Yeah. Um, because you're not overthinking it, you're just writing. So you can write any old crap. And some of the stuff might actually just be crap. And some of it, you might be like, hang on a minute. Mm. That's a bloody good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like that. And sometimes it helps to calm your mind as well. Definitely. Um, to just get Especially it out. Especially when you are thinking, let's be honest, when, you, when you're when you a business owner, whether, I, you know, somebody like me who's doing it on, on the side or, or somebody like yourself who does it full time, you never stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like ever. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um and I think a lot of people seem to settle on meditation as a good way to to really mm. calm the mind and, and focus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's important. This that conversation stemmed from looking after yourself, didn't it? And, and yeah, <laughs> taking the time. Yeah. Um, before we move on, I just wanted to ask because I think it's I think it's appropriate, and if you're comfortable to mention mm. the business that you work at, because I feel like they deserve a little bit of kudos if they know you do what you do yes. on the side, and like, do they support you? And you know, you said that, that that it was important when you started that role. I believe that if you can work in a business that support. Um, let's call them side passion projects you end up with like really happy employees and a great culture because people Definitely. people go home and do stuff that brings conversation and new ideas or takes on the workplace so feel yeah. free to mention them if you're comfortable and and you know congratulations to them for letting you do that oh honestly um it's a breath of fresh air um as a slight side note i'm not I don't know if I'm actually allowed, but I can mention them and then check and then come back to you. Well, look, don't get us into... We won't... We don't have to. I just thought I'd feel it out in terms of um, a conversation. But look, I, I salute them. They, they will know who they are. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, no, definitely. Honestly, they... Um, the team since I have... So I only joined them back in January this year. And it's like I've known these people all my life. Like they're just nice. such a great bunch of people. And the business, what they do is is amazing. So I think I, I was very, very clear about what I was willing to do and not willing to do mm-hmm. when I went for um, a part-time job. And actually, I don't even think the role was part-time when I applied for it. Um, <laughs> you made it so, part-time. <laughs> well, I think it was, it was just the, the perfect, like, series of events um where they were like oh actually i don't think we need anybody and then they called me back and they were like we do can you start in two days and and i was like oh, only if it's part-time and they were like yeah sure whatever right <laughs> and i was like hang on a minute i've only worked in in agency world where you know how dare you ask for part-time work you should be working <laughs> eight till ten o'clock at night and even beyond that because networking is your job um whereas this i was like Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. They care. <laughs> um, and they and they actively do encourage um encourage the coaching and, and the work that I do. Um and you know, there's there's lots of other things I'm involved in it's there great. as well, which feed my my coaching. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's due to a certain degree. Um and, so yeah, no, it's great. And I, I love hearing that story because I resonate again with that and yeah. took me years and years of working again within agency land and some really I think poisonous is actually a a pretty good word Um, there's some nasty people out there and I don't even think they'd realise how nasty they are and that's the 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 sad thing Um, they won't change it's such a it breeds such a toxic environment and then you, I don't know about you, but I myself found I was becoming a bit, no, I didn't like myself mm-hmm. after a certain point having worked in agency because then I became, you know, you become a product of the environment that you're spending a lot of time in. And it wasn't nice and it really was bad for my, you know, just mental health. Not that I, I've talked about this, um, you know, on my, um, on my, on my website and, and previously, you know, when communicating with my audience, but I've 
I was depressed when I had that job. Um, yeah. I was extremely anxious, and I've I've always thought myself quite a strong a strong person. Um, and I was like, I am having thoughts that you should just not be having. But it was because I was deeply, deeply miserable at, at work, and it was just awful. I would liken um, it to being institutionalised. Yeah, yeah. Just from the point of view that I remember. Um, a time exactly like you're describing and mm. I felt trapped because yeah, we had a, yeah we had a, a we increased our mortgage at the time we just had our first um, child and I needed the job yeah what am I gonna do and I just have to toe the line yeah hate going back to hate going back to that moment in my head as well yeah, we'll, this is it though but look how far you've come oh yeah and I think, you know you we it is difficult to say it and, and i don't want to get into the toxic positivity either but when you look back and you go geez that's where i was and look at where i am now I um and there's something that i just want to mention on that if it's all right about um corporate gaslighting okay um it's it's an interesting you've heard of gaslighting um, yeah, but go, uh, yeah. you know, for anyone that hasn't, give us a little bit of. So essentially, in a, in any relationship, it can be romantic friendships, work, whatever. But where, you know, someone essentially, well, they're very, very average definition of this um, will be, you know, where somebody says, you say, why did you, why did you say that, or why did you do that to me? And they're like, I didn't do that. You you did it yourself. The perfect example of it is it. Um, is the girl on a train? I think that film. If you've seen it, yeah, I have. I'm now trying to remember. Yeah, so she thinks she has a drinking problem and she's fallen over and all of these things, and actually, it turns out that her, her husband has been, you know, abusing her. That's, That's right. an example of a very extreme form of gaslighting. But in yeah. terms of corporate gaslighting, there's that element of, you know, you'll ask for something, you'll ask for time off, or you'll ask for to leave a little bit early and it'll be a case of well you didn't you didn't ask us that and, and because it wasn't in writing you can't even follow up and I found a lot of that happening yeah. in my um, in my agency time um, and even when I came back to the UK and worked for like a, a, a year with with a with a small agency it was tough it was really tough and it really did a number on me and I just thought I'll never I'll never do it again. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I, can't I think we should park it because I've, I can get wound up on stuff like this. Oh, but, me too. But, I know. but <laughs> what I, I really, I don't want to park it just yet because what I want to, to kind of close the, this little topic off with is that we, I would hope that some, we might have listeners there that will be resonating with what we've just been talking about. And so what I was going to say, um, could we take ourselves back? So if I ask you, it, now looking back in hindsight and one of the mm-hmm. questions I ask in fact we'll ask it now if yeah. you met yourself 10 years ago which is probably a little bit far but anyway if you met yourself 10 years ago what would you say to Kim 10 years ago so 10 years ago just just so you know I'm 30 now so I would have been 20 oh god you'd be <laughs> out you'd be dying that's what I mean but go on carry on <laughs> Would have been would have been out in town. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what? I um I was really focused on my career and progressing that then. So I would have said, do what you feel is right for you and stop asking other people's opinion. Um Ooh. that's what I would have said. And that's what that's the advice that I have for myself because I didn't have the confidence to just push forward uh-huh. with things that I knew were right for me but other people were like but that's not how you do it um you know you don't you don't go traveling you don't do this you don't do that you get a corporate job and that's what you do i I like that answer and i probably would have started a business a lot sooner than i did don't ask for reassurance yeah when and don't ask the wrong people for reassurance yes. because you're going to exactly. get the answer that you know that you're going to get which is oh do you think that's a good idea yeah <laughs> well actually i did that's why i, I, that's why I, I think it. Yeah. no i think i think what i'd say is like you don't look for reassurance yeah if inside it feels right 
Exactly. I think there's that. I mean, what I, what I really want to say is trust. To myself, I would say trust your gut. Trust your gut instinct because Perfect. it won't ever steer you wrong. The segue because I've got a note here. You talk about trusting your gut in a blog article. Yes. And I think it's a little earlier this year that you put that article out. Mm. But it is about trusting your gut. Um, yeah. And do you... It's a funny thing. It's a f- weird saying, that. I know. <laughs> because it's just like an inkling, isn't it? It's just a yeah. thing. But I found that it does work. And it works in business, gen- yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> but it also kind of spans past the trust in your gut into... Um, Almost you reap what you sow, mm-hmm. and in terms of putting the effort in, usually equals some kind of output. Yeah. But tell it, yeah, I mean, tell us about trusting your gut. I quite like yeah, that as a little I article. Think, and I'm I'll really put a link in the show notes. I'm going to shut up now, but I'll put a link. No, so no, people- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'm really pleased to hear you say um, you say that as a as a man right. um, to say that and go. Do you know what? Yeah, it, it's gen- generally um, you know that it's it, it works. I think there's there's a level of ultimately like we all have we have our own experiences and all the rest of it. But if we if we take away all of the the rubbish of the outside world, we have we have all of the answers. That's that's my true genuine belief. Like we know what's right for us better than anyone ever will. Mm. But we constantly look outside for validation or confirmation or just direction of where we should go. I know. But then the best ideas are born out of you know, just following what you feel is right for you. Um, you're a perfect example of this. Like you, you saw that you didn't want to work in a toxic environment anymore, and that you were great at you know designing <laughs> and helping build brands. And so you went and did it. And and I need to actually jump in because the last place I worked was one of the best working environment so if if anybody (laughs) well if anybody that uh, was listening that i might i may know or kind of does some research on me the last place was awesome um and and so hats off to them for creating a fantastic work culture and i don't even mind name dropping the business was called hacksaw and they were they were a fantastic group so i'll just put that one in they were awesome not to not to tar them all with the same brush exactly (laughs) exactly not at all no that's that's good. I That's know, great. and they they reinvigorated me really, um, kind yeah. of relight, relit my passion for design. Um, so hats off and kudos to them. Um, I've got a new topic I wanted to bring up, and it kind of, I guess, the the kind of the bad stuff that we were just talking about. Um, I actually wanted to just question a little bit around. The situation that you're in now, which where you have the part-time job, but also the coaching, most people might listen and think, okay, so Kim, when is your, what you got to turn over in order to leave your part-time job and um, what's the right point to do that and how long will it be before you're on the six figures? And there's this presumption that because somebody has their own business, they want to make 20 million quid and sell it and go and live on a beach. Yeah, and we had a little chat around it, and I made some we notes. And, and and you hate that six-figure business brand images. I'm going to call it. Fully hate it. I think it's really, again, I'll use the word toxic. I think it's really toxic to new people who want to build a business, who want to, um, yeah, who just want to be a bit, you know, a bit of an entrepreneur to have a side hustle, whether that's what you want to call it, or, you know, I think it's. I think it's really toxic to that because then you don't feel or some people wouldn't feel like they've made it in inverted commas until they hit six figures and i think also it's unrealistic mm. if you're hitting six figures in your business you probably have a lot of costs um you know you you need you probably or if you're doing it on your own like you're probably having a bit of a probably not chill yeah 
<laughs> and you probably don't get to see your family too much, or no. And I guess know, it depends on the it, yeah. It depends on the business model it does, and, it does. and what it is entirely, because you know some businesses will by nature just become that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for no, for, for, right. for people like us. Um, right now, my business is 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 a lifestyle choice, and it allows yeah. me to to fit what I do around the young family commitments that I have. Yeah, and so it's perfect. I'm not in it to become a multimillionaire. And tell me if you've got bigger plans. But it seems to you that this is all working out pretty well at the minute. What what are your plans moving forward? Honestly, I think. I think about, again, I think a year ago, I was like, I'm going to start this business and I'm just going to live my best life and, you know, I'm just going to give it my all and that'll be fine. I'm just going to be self-employed all the time. And I never thought I'd work for a company that would allow me to pursue the things that I'm passionate about, um, making an impact in the corporate world and still let me support, not let me, but, you know, give me the space to pursue my coaching and support women in a way that, again, I'm also very, very passionate about. I didn't think I could have both um, because people and society tell you, you can't, you need to, you're either, you know, an entrepreneur and proud and self-employed or you just live in, live in the corporate world. And, and so I think for me, it was really, um, even it's something that I battled with myself. And even I, you know, probably five or six years ago when I was starting to look at, oh, what would a business look like if I was to create one and and what could I do? I got really caught up in that that world of, you know, six, six, seven figure businesses and this is how you get there. And you know what? It's not authentic mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. I, I'm the the there are coaches out there who will you know profess to get you there and i am nervous about their intentions and how you know genuinely like how honorable they are because people can be taken advantage of um oh massively especially in this business yeah especially in this environment at the moment where there are a lot of people experiencing some very extreme hardships um and so they will just look at I need some money and yeah. quite possibly has the quickest way to make money and they'll yeah. be sucked in. Um, so I, I don't like it. The, no, there's a lot of all. good people. There's a lot of good business coaches out there though. Yes. I will say that as well. It's not just everyone like you've said before, um, tarred with the same brush. Um, and I think the genuine ones are starting to stand out. And yes. for me, yeah, they definitely. stand out because of their brand. And yeah. <laughs> it comes, it's, we've, we've not really talked a lot about brand because we've had so much to talk about with the business side of things. But as a brand, um, that's you. Um, and certainly yeah. for you in your circumstances, when people go onto your website, that's what they, they're, they're greeted with and that's what they yeah. engage with is you. Um, how have you approached that at the moment and, and terms of what is in the out what's what's the outside world seeing of you as a brand how have you gone about that i mean i i started again i'll I'll, I'll take a a slight step back but i started with being very you know very keeping it very professional again in inverted commas and, and keeping it quite corporate um until i realized you know there's brands that i love out there and the reason i love them is because they're real Mm. they're real they're authentic they're genuine and honestly it feels like you're you know following your your mate um and they're giving you know giving you advice or sharing tips or something like that Mm -hmm. and i realized that's what that's what i love um and that's what i connect with and so you know, ultimately, especially in, in, in what I do in coaching, you know, women in, with confidence and speaking their voice and all of that stuff, like, you have to connect with me as a person because if you don't like me, then you're definitely not going to listen listen to me or sit down with me for an hour to do a coaching session. You're going to be like, oh, her again. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's how I approached it. Um, 
And when I started, like I said to you, you know, one of my wins was leaning into into you know myself and getting into a bit of a, a, a rhythm with my own brand. It's like things happen in your personal life, and it's okay to share them. Yeah. Um, because life is life happens, and it's not all it's not all rosy and shiny all the time. And social media is quite dangerous mm. in a way that it shows a highlight reel. Um, but actually, showing the stuff that's not so nice and pretty is is really important too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope that comes across as as my brand and who I am and, well, and messy for, and yeah, it does for me. I'm gonna let I'm <laughs> gonna, again. There'll be links for people to go check out your website, um, and I can see a little book club post on there at the minute. So <laughs> you should definitely go and check that out. Um, and also, it's actually a good chance to say that you've got. Uh, links on there to I think three different types of coaching um, sessions you've got a power hour um, you've got coaching and journaling four week program um, and power of three so there's three different things there for them to engage with do you want to shed any light on what those three are yeah no that would be great Um, so I guess the power hour is really just if you need need a bit of support want to hash through some things um you get some ongoing support afterwards via like um, a messenger service so like whatsapp um but we just have an hour together to get into whatever you need to work on whether that's you know i've got this business idea what should i do i want to progress my career how do i have these conversations mm. um so that's the power hour the the journaling and coaching um courses is, is a month long so that's four sessions um, and you get me in between, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you journaling prompts. And and I had a couple of people, um, well, one one person in particular I'm thinking of. She did it a couple of times, and she loved it. And now it's actually her go-to when she's ever feeling stuck. So that was like one of one of my greatest wins. Love it, um, love it, and a pleasure to work with. So, and somebody who just didn't really like writing. But allowed them to get get those answers from themselves as well, because ultimately I I'm a, I'm a coach, but I don't want you to have me forever. I want you to be able to get to a point where you don't need me. Um, and then the power of three is re- is is three three coaching sessions to just get stuck into all the good stuff um, and whatever goals you want to achieve in business or you know just your own personal growth. There you have it. Three awesome little coaching packages that um, Kim can help you with. Now we're coming to. Well, we're looking at my little time. We're coming up on on towards the end of the show. But I've got that question that I want to ask. I ask yes. every guest, <laughs> um, and it's about brand, and it's the boldest brand for the episode. And I, and I like yeah. people to give me a brand that does it for them at the moment, or maybe not at the moment, but has done it for their whole life. And it could be a person, it could be a company, just, the, the you know, whatever it is. Tell me more. Have you got a boldest brand, Kim? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm actually really excited about this question. Come on, then. Um, which sounds really, really lame, but even the, the minute you, you asked it, I, I knew who it was. Right. And it is, um, it is a lady by the name of Lucy Sheridan. She is a, um, she's a comparison coach and I've followed her probably for a few years now. Um, maybe even before I started to think about coaching. Um, and she is just dead cool, dead genuine, super, you know, just, aware and connected with her audience even though she's got an audience of something like god like sixty thousand. okay um, so it's a mate i i love how she presents herself um and i i love how she presents her her brand um I'm, it's just very all of those words that i've used already very authentic i'm googling um, her as you yeah. talk <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I could see and why you would like Lucy's. Yeah, I know. It's identity. very. Um, it's my vibe. It's my vibe, and also just the the fact that she does talk about business, but in a really non business like, sense, icky way, like just not in a like sales way. Again, I've been a salesperson, um, you know, for most of my career I, I know what salespeople are like and I know they could be a bit, a bit gross <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which 
you know, you know what I mean. You know the pushy, pushy salesmen. Not all of them. Sorry, the ones that. that they try and act natural, but it's just the script they've had for the last yeah. fifteen years. Yeah, and I'm not having a go at salespeople. I'm not at all because I, I, I am one myself. I know, um, I know. It, but it's the it, I have to swear it's the shitty jokes that I hate. <laughs> Improperly. I hate the, the really like slimy <laughs> jokes. It's oh. really forced, and I love that she's able to do that and talk about those things, but in a way that's that's really just. I say I want to say like it comes from the heart, and it's because you know he- helping people to have a. Well, she presents in a way like that. She's she really just wants to help you. Yeah. I don't know how somebody does that when they've got an audience that's that big um you know on instagram or whatever and i'm just it's clever and i tell you what i like and it's made me rethink um my photography she's got some great photography on there and she's smiley yeah. and i'm yeah. i'm reasonably smiley but my pictures i was realizing the other day i'm a bit of a miserable so-and-so on them <laughs> i'm like got my serious design head on and i'm like i think i need to revisit this but that's what that's what happens with brand it kind of changes yeah and and you know what sometimes it is a result of where we've kind of grown ourselves you know if you're used to seeing yeah um what in your in your career before you you got went self-employed those serious branding photos and you kind of you almost to a certain degree you replicate that until you go wait a minute i'm actually really fun because you are (laughs) exactly and lucy's um she's very smiley and i could see why yeah it's that warming Mm. Yeah, so have you have you are you an absorber of content from Lucy? Do you follow I am. her actively? So I've never actually um I've never actually worked with her, but I will absorb every piece of content. Like she's the person who when I go on Instagram, I'm like, oh, let's have a look. Her reels, the reels highlight, let's see what she's been up to. She's also got two dogs, so you know. Are you a, so you're a dog her, you're a dog there. person then are you? Yeah, dog person. Death the dog content. Death the dog content. <laughs> so Lucy Sheridan, boldest brand of the yeah. episode. Um yeah. go check her out. Absolutely. And I've lost my oh. notes now. Um to see if I've covered all my questions. But I I, I know what we have. I'm just gonna double check if there was because I think you've had some really great answers and some superb insights. Um, yeah, I mean, looking down this, I don't, I don't really want to go into another topic because we're coming up on the hour. And I think no, that's okay. if I think listeners will already have gathered, this could have well, this could well have been a four-hour special. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. We could both talk for England, actually. I said it just about myself, but I think the two of us have got yeah. a good, um, good chat. <laughs> and, the be- and the behind the scenes outtake that nobody will realise is that before the interview, we both went, actually, we're a little bit tired. <laughs> Can't really fancy yeah. doing this. And I know. But how do you feel now? feel great I do Listen, yeah. ready for the rest of the day well I'm ready to go school pickup time soon are you yeah so you've given me some energy to, Good. to greet this little people and um, and try and enjoy my Friday evening I love it um, so all I'm going to say is that it's been fantastic to have you on the show and um, thank you very much for coming on um, is there anything you want to add Kim no, other than thank you. It's been um it's been lovely, even when we chatted before we started the the podcast a couple of weeks ago, it was just such a good vibe and we were just bouncing off each other. So I hope I hope you've enjoyed the chat just as much as I have. And thanks for having me. No problem. It's been great. Thank you very much, Kim. So here we are, the end of another episode. Just like to say thank you very much for listening. Really does mean a lot. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave me a review. Love reading comments and feedback from listeners. If you've been listening and think that you would like to find out if your brand has all of the key ingredients to make it stand out from the crowd, don't forget to hit the links button in the player. Yes, this player that you're listening on, which will take you to my brand report. And that will give you a customized report score of your brand straight to your inbox. 
If you'd like to find out more about myself, visit my website, www.danielocock.com. Again, links are in the show notes. You can book a call with me if you'd like to discuss your next project. The show is available on all major platforms, so don't forget to hit subscribe if you'd like to be updated about future episodes. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, then how do you expect anyone else to be?